I'll do the fat tire. Put a four. Actually, no, what is this little accumulation? No, I don't want that pale ale. I, I'll do a fat tire, yeah. Gracias. Wait, so what's DWA? We would have analog ale? Yeah, I guess so. That's too easy. That's too easy. Five too speed. Easy. No, too easy. How about uh, VTech Pilsner? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when that VTech kicks in, yo. <laughs> You're hammered. Exactly. <laughs> hammered ale. Uh, hammered ale. You don't get drunk <laughs> until, like, the last sip. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You drink yeah. 80% of it, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, Jesus, yeah, it just hammered. Too hard. Somehow all the alcohol is in the last, yeah, like, yeah, 1% the of yes. bottom, yes. the last ounce. Mm-hmm. It, it opens up, like, a separate little canister, yeah. so you have to chug it, and then uh, it, it, it sounds different, too, when it goes to the yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about this. And I kind of like it. The bottle opening is a Gretty exhaust or something. <laughs> it's a NOS. You can uh, get uh, tunable uh, tips for your <laughs> your bottle. Tunable <laughs> tips. Those are the worst. Uh, there's got to there's got to be more here. <laughs> more gold. Yeah. It's just we got to mine for it. What do you got there? Dinner? I got a bagel. Bagel and cream cheese for dinner. <laughs> Mom's gone, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love it. We just got home 15 minutes ago, so I know. I was, I was waiting. Kind of just, no, I was here when you got here. That's so weird because the door was open and my car's in front of the house. Yeah, yeah I must have just been spacing out because I left the door open and the porch light on and everything. I'm like, oh. I was rocking out to tunes in the Mighty Max. What do you expect? <laughs> that was the thing that tripped me out because I pulled up. And then you gave me a hoot from the Mighty Max, and I was like, oh, damn. It, you must have been sitting there in the cold with no music because there's no insulation in that truck. No. You there's know he no has heater. beats. We I talked beats about did. his beats. Oh, yeah. As long as you're not driving, then you can listen to full songs. Yeah. And I right. got my radio to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll leave that for Project Sunday. Update. <laughs> yeah. Sunday, Sunday edition. Mighty Max <laughs> updates are coming just to tease, <laughs> you know? I know everyone's lit waiting for it. Yeah. Um, man, we got a lot of rad questions today. Shall we answer some? No. It's like okay. 30... What do you want to talk about? No, we should answer. Okay. 36 questions or something? Shit. 36 questions and a something ain't one. And a bagel with cream cheese ain't <laughs> yeah. dinner. All right. It is tonight, Warren. It is, <laughs> it is tonight. tonight. <laughs> this is just getting ready. Someone said uh, last night, they were like, oh, yeah, you got to eat like a lot tonight to stretch your stomach out for Thanksgiving. Whoa. <laughs> like, holy That's shit. gnarly. Monday and like four days or whatever. <laughs> I've never heard of this. I know, but actually it's kind of brilliant. So I've been really working my way up. Yeah, you're stretching. And yeah. you got to get a lot of sleep the night before so you don't get tired. Oh, but I don't think you can beat that. The tryptophan oh. shit just nails you. Take some speed. That's a good idea. Oh, yeah, use drugs. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> use drugs. Get through. Um, what get a great podcast. That. Use drugs. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Brian. I'm Lane. And Art is on assignment in sunny Mexico. Actually, I have no idea if it's sunny. Mexico. But he is in Mexico with his family. What is up, Art? He's Mexican. He rented a minivan or something? What was it? A Hyundai uh, cargo van with seats, it looked like. It wasn't really a minivan. It was more like a full-size transporter. Yeah. Very unique. I've never seen one before, but he was excited about it. Super trippy. Super (laughs) trippy. Exactly. Um, Make money Ubering while he's down there. That's not a bad idea. Um, it's a great idea, Warren. It's a great idea. All right. Fregalo1 asks, should I sell my E30 M3 and buy a 996 Turbo? Pros and cons, go. 
<laughs> Damn, I didn't even see this question. It was ahead of your hashtags. Yeah. This is throwing me for a loop. He was so quick that he beat your hashtags. <sighs> E30M3. First of all, when I see E30M3, I'd say sell it immediately. Bank that money because they are crazy price. I don't know. Just feels like one of those things. Mm-hmm. Unless your cart feels yeah. overpriced. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good take, Brian. Um, so you're getting such a different car. You're getting yeah, all-wheel so drive. 400 horsepower. Modern performance. Insane performance compared to an E30. They're not even comparable. No. They're totally... That's the thing. Yeah, do you want that vintage feel? And have, an E30 M3 is a more special car than a 96 Turbo. Absolutely. In all ways, right? It's a... It's, well, unless it's, in all ways, Turbo uh-huh. has the bumperette still. Oh, <laughs> then it's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, you rarely see those. Yeah. Well, I just... I'm saying When that, you say special... I mean, special I, is I'm different just, than rare. I'm saying when you see one, you're more excited for the E30. Yeah. It's just, it's a rarer car these days. It was the first, you know, real M car that we got. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how many they built. I mean, probably more than the value represents, I think. Yeah. But a lot of them were beat up. True. Because they were cheap for a long time. Yep. So, but it's definitely, and, and it's one of those halo cars that... It it started the M brand really, and and M has turned into this phenomenon, right? Yeah. And so, so do you want a two hundred mile an hour supercar, or do you want a, a vintage vintage twisty mountain cruiser? Yeah. I don't know. It's so hard. It's so different. I would. I think you. It'd be hard to get another E thirty M three. Yep. If you're sick of it and you just want to move on, then that's your answer. But if you like it and you think about keeping it you probably won't get another one yeah like but if you want real like modern performance like a fast car then yeah do it i mean because e30 m3s are they're fun yeah it's like driving my 944 though it's like the 944 gives you the same performance and feel for you gotta work at it a a way lower price or just like warren's 325 really yeah um so you can you can buy the 996 turbo and buy a 325i if you miss the M3. Yeah. And you arguably have a better car in the 325i. That's the right that's the right decision. And you can have that modern performance car, you know, the that that is a a chip away, you know, a tune away from 550 horsepower. God, is that true? Basically, I mean they're 420 out of the box. Um I'd say a yeah, a tune and maybe a like a Nology. intake or something like that. Technology hot wires. Like a throttle like a throttle body or whatever. Run all, a, run all teddy tune. bears. Yeah, maybe some teddy bears. Deep dish. Yeah. Exactly. Deep, deep dish teddies. So that's a hard one though. I mean that's all that's just what we need you, more information. Like. We need to know more uh, about yeah, I don't know. Both good cars, I mean nine nine six turbo is like a really good car and some Metzger engine and everything. So that's and, what I was and just gonna bring they up. Are at a, a, they've kind of started to go up a little bit, but they're still pretty low where you can get into them. I saw one, uh, it was salvaged, but it looked really nice on bring a trailer sold last week for 30,000 flat. Uh, and the car was like kind of a track rat. Uh, it was pretty nice, but it had like, like the rear rockers were like stone, like chipped down to the primer. It was just driven and it was lowered, but it just, it was perfect. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like, it didn't have all this stupid stuff on it, but it was just lowered a little with sticky rubber and so 30 grand flat. I mean, that's, it's hard to beat, right? I love the idea of that plus a, uh, like an E30 racer that you don't have to worry about. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of it as like in the age of uh, you know the water cooled Porsches and the new ones being you know the 991s and all that. Um, the Metzger engine is like pretty special, and this may be the cheapest entry into a Metzger engine. Is that right? Yeah. So I don't know. Like, there's probably room there for. Uh, growth as and, those are harder to come by, you know. And there's only so many cars with a Metzger and a manual transmission, right? So, yeah. So you're kind of a rare breed, right? And any Porsche is a, you know, arguably a like a really special car, yeah, because uh, yeah. it is a Porsche, and it was that was a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car when it was new. Yeah. You know, it's not so ugliest nine eleven front end ever. Yeah. Ugliest, I think that's pretty ever. easy to call. Unless Terrible you're... headlights, awful air intakes, bumperettes. I mean, it's smaller than the 991 front area. I know. So I almost like put so it side by side. I think you're right. Pretty. The turbo. It's pretty bad. Turbo style. The turbo never really did it for me. And then you have that bottom lip with the extra air vent, air intake. Oh, yeah. Those stupid little things. They're like brake cooling ducts, but they don't go anywhere. Exactly. It's just more clutter. Yeah. GT2, for some reason, kind of works for me. Me too. Uh... But yeah, the turbos look a little awkward to me. Yeah, that bumper is just, I don't know. Maybe it kind of squares off in the corners. Not good. And the worst uh, interior ever, right? Yeah, arguably. 996, the, arguably. the dash and the yeah. Latics race. I mean, Although, you could say it's better than an early 911, though, like a 993 or nine, you know any of those. So I don't know, that's a hard one. Um, but as far as driving experience, a 996 is amazing. It's pretty good. I yeah. mean, it's great visibility. It's yeah. like... You know, I mean, in in all aspects of handling, it you, it's it, not even this. It shouldn't even be a car that, like E30 M3, and that shouldn't even be in the same. No, I mean, I hate this species. The, the word, but you know, it, it's like I don't want to. It's not in in my definition. It's not, but it's comparing a supercar to yes, an you know, an 80s yeah. slow car fast. No, that's totally accurate. That's not that's not weird. Yeah, for me. It's not nine six turbo all the way. Like I, yeah. I, I'm just. I feel like I'd be disappointed with an E30 M3, right? No matter what, and uh, yeah. And you can reach. I mean, you can get a really nice E30 that's track yeah. capable and modded for ten grand. That's my. Yeah. That's who my wants thinking? Who wants a collector car like that? Anyways, you're limited, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're limited in what you can do to it and how how much you can push it and stuff like that. I mean, some people don't care, but I mean, that's kind of the that might be said for all collector cars. Uh, yeah, you know, I know. Yeah, you can make that argument for everybody. But if it is your your one fun car, mm-hmm. if you aren't wealthy with a you know yeah, a garage like, of like fifteen classes, if someone said, "Hey, we're going to uh, like in the summer, we're going to go to Tahoe for the weekend and cruise around and whatever," I would much rather be in that nine eleven, bombing across the state and at highway speeds than in my E thirty M three. You know that little I don't know, just two mm-hmm. different. Classes of cars. Yep. Racemore uh, says, you guys buy and sell cars pretty often. What's the longest you've kept a car, and what make and model was it? Warren wins. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's been 10 years. Yep. 10 Your years. Winner. One car. Yeah. That's a 1989 BMW 325i Coupe, and I do daily drive it. How about you, Brian? Uh, longest car. Shit, I don't know. Like a- You're 56 Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> that really count? I don't think that counts because you have to drive it. If a tree it. falls in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> no one's around here. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've had that car uh, since 97. Okay. But it how, how No, it miles, doesn't count. So I don't think it counts. How many miles have you driven it? Like I think like 10. 10. Yeah. So like a third, three. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> per year. It's not a lot. It's, yeah. 
But yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I you're don't know what I've like half a mile a year. I think. Yeah, you're half uh, your uh, uh, truck, your Nissan in high school. Huh? I mean, I sold that. Uh, so Villager. I think I bought it for my dad. Villager. Yeah, but it wasn't his for that long. Yeah, my so the Villager minivan my parents bought new in like '95. Yep, one year old off the lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then shit, when did I sell that for them? Probably 2005 2008 or something. Or or something. Or okay. Yeah. But you didn't have it. But that wasn't mine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I'm stumped. I can't think of what I had the longest. I mean, maybe it's like five years Probably or something. Probably is your Nissan hard My body. Nissan pickup. Yeah. yeah All through high school, and then I sold it right, <laughs> right after high school. Oh, I was you like, did? Really? Oh, four so or five years, maybe. And then maybe. I got the MR2. Oh, okay. And Lane, you're, you don't have much long. Oh, so I have two cars I've owned for seven years. Really? I owned my first 914 for seven years. Hmm. And because I had it through a bunch of other cars. So I always had it as like a second car. Yeah. Uh, like I had, yeah, during that time I had several 944s, like yeah, you know, yeah. 240Z, all this stuff. And then I had the 928 for seven years. Okay. Wow. So I had both of those cars for seven years. Hmm. And then I get my Jetta is actually probably oh, the yeah. next one. I mean, oh, I bought dude, it new in 2010. Yeah. So I've had it for six and years. I've had it for six years. It it yeah. was six years in like October or something. So you're really a seven year guy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, huh? That's funny. All right. How long have you had your new nine forty four? Um Did you buy that? Did you have that before the po- we started the podcast? I bought it right yeah. before the podcast. Yeah. Right before. Mm-hmm. When we really started like tr- you know, doing the Instagram and everything for right, right. so it's like three years. Yeah. Almost three years. Feels longer. Yeah, it does. I think it's just because I hear about it so goddamn yeah. much. Yeah. So goddamn. Much. <laughs> I wonder what Art's longest is because he's really the like two he's minutes. The car horror. Like the nine nine three. Yeah, a year and a half, two years. No, he's yeah, maybe. I think I so. Know. Yeah, it's because he's had he's younger than us and he's had more cars than us. <laughs> any of us. He's got and, a real like car ADD. Mm-hmm. He has just never stops. It's always moving. Always yeah. going. The it's gears. Fun. Yeah, and I don't think he's had uh, the luxury of like uh, extra parking spaces very often. Right. You know, he's like always been around like San Francisco and Santa Barbara. Stuff, and so. Yeah. So he can't have like the second car. Yeah. Typically, although That's now true. he can. Sob story um, says: Assuming you've heard of regular car reviews, what are your thoughts on his indifferent review of a Porsche 944? So, 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 so I'm biased because I have a 944 and I've had a bunch of them. Yeah. You guys raced one. Y- yes. Wait, which, okay, but uh, so what do you guys think? Well, we just tried to watch Dude, it. it's unwatchable. It is the worst video. Horrible. It's really terrible. It's like... I don't understand just, what his angle is. It's like kind of like, it's almost like non-specific, just hate. I mean, he keeps talking about like, why are these a race car? <laughs> It's like because they handle so great. We just tried and to watch like, the video the before we watched our thing. Well or something. And we didn't get through the whole thing. So we couldn't watch the whole thing. I'm literally. I watched it and I was just like, it. I was just dumbfounded by the whole thing because it wasn't even. There wasn't even anything valid really. He he's driving it at 2,500 RPM through the streets of Philadelphia, I guess, or something like through some suburbs and in a parking lot, and that. Is how he tests a car. Like, why is he so angry? And I don't think the guy is into cars at all. So, I mean, from what I know, you know, of him, like, he doesn't really know cars. He's not a, you know, he's never really, 
he has a bunch of shitty cars. He's never really been into mm. cars. He's not a driver. So I don't, I don't know. It's weird to me. Like, I mean, the best that I can figure is it's just like, I mean, you know, he gets a lot of views for whatever he does. I yeah. think I, you know, I, I didn't look at how many views, but it feels like he's pretty successful. So it's like this persona that he makes and that's the formula for the video. That's videos, the way so. I look at it. It's I mean, that, like, yeah, it, it's just kind of weird when it's your, you know, when it's your thing, you're like, fuck that guy. You know, like me being the 944 oh, guy. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that guy. You know, like bullshit, dude. Like, you know, we raced one in Lemons. It was awesome. It was, dude, like, it was way better than any ever. other yeah. car out there. Yeah, like when exactly. we did Lemons on that like, in 2007. It like handled yeah. well, it shift well, it steered well. Like, dude, everything. I was totally blown away. Like I, yeah. I fell in love with 944s after doing that first race. Yeah, he did so well. And then this guy, he's never raced a car in his life. He's never done any, you know, he's never done any performance driving. Uh, the guy's, like, benchmark for performance is his, like, 63 Falcon or whatever he has. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. It's and I, just, I, I don't understand the thing he keeps going back to. He's like, why are these race cars? Like, what's he talking about? Like, anything's a race car. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't get it. Like, it's not like these are hyped as, like, ultimate race car and, like, everybody's... I mean, they, they honestly, if you go to any track weekend, like, they, not that many people race them. No, there's a few. But, I mean, there's a spec 944. Yeah, there's spec 944, and, but that's not And the not 944 as, was never, des, it wasn't necessarily designed as a race car. It was a touring car. It was more like the GT car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it makes it... It does happen it to be a, a great race, race car, car. Yeah. It's 50-50 wage dispute, you know, yeah. tiny in the rear. Super fun to drive, yeah. So I, I don't know. But I think he just goes for this whole shtick and... Tries to make jokes Either you like really it or jokes. you don't. Yeah. And it, it may not appeal to our generation, our... Or people I think that's who what it is, because he has a cars. following that people that think he's really... Like oh, witty I've, and people have sent me videos of his yeah, for me to watch. And people think if, it's great and this whole his his repeating of the same word over and over or something like Hoosiers bro. So for people like, that don't like cars, this is maybe an interesting video to watch. No, it kinda like backs up I, like I agree. Oh, people who don't like people who like cars are weird. Like <laughs> my cell phone's awesome. Like this guy gets it. Cars are stupid. Like it's gotta be for that audience or something. Man, that's a shirt right there. <laughs> My cell phone's awesome. Cars are stupid. Anyways. Anyways. It bums me out, though, because he's giving an opinion. It's, like, totally uneducated, and I think he's driving the car, like, zero to 20 miles an hour, and not. I don't see him on any twisty roads. But I, I think there's hey, an element, I believe in free speech lane. There's an element to it that is he's trying to be funny. Even though I think he may even know True. that he's being an idiot. But, but I think some of the time, like, I'll watch. I've watched some of their videos. Like, I don't really enjoy any of them, really. Like, I just don't. The humor is kind of weird, like, and then I took a shit or whatever. You know, it's like, okay, that was funny. <laughs> that was and then funny. I ate a bagel. Or whatever you, do, you know, it's just, it's just not my brand of humor, uh, okay. I guess. But, um, it, it, it's, it's one, like, I don't feel like he was trying to be that funny on this one. It was more just like, yeah. It's hateful towards hey, me. I mean, hey, <laughs> you're the master <laughs> right towards Lynn. Did you guys I, see that? It's tough to it's tough to come up with new content constantly. That's true. So, I mean, somehow we do it every week. We're putting out gold, but at, you can't expect everybody cars, to do look that. Look at cars, yeah, <laughs> five days a week, dude. That's gnarly. Did you guys see that thing? Did Trip send you guys that thing as well, or was it just my personal Instagram? Maybe personal, just personal. Oh, uh, it was a. Uh, it was like Obama. You know the change. Like, but it was a picture of me, and it said hate. Oh yeah, that fre- <laughs> that kind of freaked me out for a Dude. second. I was like, whoa! Wait, that it was, was an, on our DWA. 
Oh, it was an email? Yeah. I got it in the Instagram. I didn't see it. Yeah. I want to right. see Dude, we got to uh, post that. Moving on. Glom226. Hi, guys. Keep up the good work. Oh, and what you listening to? That's oh, a good question. It's a really good question. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Brian's like crazy-eyed right now. <laughs> Are you too embarrassed? What is it? What is it? I, I'm a little bit embarrassed. Let's hear it. I've just been experimenting with different podcasts lately, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of which one. Yeah, I'm Quil- quilting while awesome. It's. I'll tell you what I listen gonna... to today. Yes, I listen to Doug loves movies. Mm-hmm. I listen to Motor Affair. Oh, I listen to. Well, they've only done one, right? Two. Oh, I, I listen to Camden Tubbed. Jesus, and Christ. I listen to just today. Universe. Holy shit, Dude, my man. commute is very long. I have no time Dude, for that Dude, that's shit. not just, I guess, three hours, yeah. Two hours on the way home today, because oh, I went all the way to Midtown Santa Cruz to pick up my daughter. Yikes. So what? what's life like before podcasts? Dude, it's not, well, <laughs> before podcasts, I would listen to Howard Stern. On my oh, commute. yeah, yeah. He, He's drive time. Yeah. He used but, to be morning. But now I listen to it at work a lot, so, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been listening to. I like it. I've been listening to whatever's on the one radio station. That oh, and comes I listen to Whip and Nene. My, no, go ahead, Lane. <laughs> I like to Whip and Nene. So okay, good. Cool. Good. Thanks. Uh, rotational <laughs> weight is a hot dog a sandwich? No, I Brian. think it is. No, nice. hot dog is not nice. a sandwich. I'm gonna say no. It's got to be top and bottom. I think it's bread on s- top, bread on bottom. I think it is if you do it, hold it that way. Yeah, no, that's top. On, that's that's bread on the sides, man. But if you hold no, it if sideways you hold it like that, then you have a sandwich. I but think- then what about your toppings? are going to fall out. <laughs> I think it's yes, on- right. You would never hold it that way. Yeah, I never. think it's on the sandwich <laughs> menu. Dude, always. Oh, that's totally Where? menu what everywhere. Place? Menu creators' choice everywhere. No, no sandwiches. It'll have burgers. It'll have hot dogs. See, I don't like that they call burger sandwiches. That bothers me. <laughs> oh, a burger is definitely not a sandwich. <laughs> they'll they'll straight what up throw it in the sandwich it's category. Sandwiching food between two buns. No, it comes from the the Earl of Sandwich. Oh yes, who right. invented sandwiches. <laughs> um, I almost believe Warren right there. What does Y-E-S spell, Brian? Yes. What does E-Y-E-S spell? Eyes. Damn it. You're smart. E-S? <laughs> is that what people are supposed to say? Yeah, some people say E-S. Or they yeah, say why, why is it more putting me on the spot like that? I know. That's I messed messed up. Up. What if I answered wrong there? It would have been a great podcast material. <laughs> that's so messed up. You didn't, that's because that Warren up. messed up on that before, so he's trying to get someone else. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard. even heard of it. It's a whole thing on the internet. There's like oh, oh, yeah. really? thousands of videos of people asking their dad or whatever hmm. that question. and It just trips you up. Yeah. It trips you up. That's all. Yeah. Oh, Brian, you're you're on your game, dude. Right. Yeah, Brian's smarter than the normal guy. <laughs> I know. Tweedleboy Fabworks asks, "What other make and mark would you like to see singerized what do you or think, singertized? Warren? What do you think, Warren? Singertized. I have two choices. Hmm. One is a very analog utilitarian car that has never been taken to that level. They've been restored. They've been modernized, but never really." taking that level it's a volkswagen vanagon singer yeah that popped on mind for me too that good that would work. and then a pre tacoma toyota pickup Ooh, I like we've that. talked about that in the past making yes. it just incredibly simple uh i don't know mm-hmm. how to describe it not fancy 
But uh, so the one like eighty nine through ninety five kind of ish or whatever. whatever yeah, it might be a little earlier than ninety five, but yeah. But eighty nine has started that that, that rounded. Last body. of the two yeah. two wheel drive little yeah. ones. I don't need it to be the four yeah. four V six. So it'd have like plaid interior. Yep, tweed kind of maybe really a, bespoke gauges. A dark blue da- plastic dash. Uh huh. But uh, singer singer would do their thing. I don't know. I I'd like to see it. Hmm. Uh, I want to see an E thirty. I would I would love that too. I feel like that's been done. I don't know. Not singer. Not to singer levels. It's been. It's been but like. Think of an Alpina E30. I mean, that's not enough. Not enough. Okay. You it's want, a, it's you want still more. not as many details. It's like the seats and. It isn't and re-engineered it. so much. It's more thoughtfully modified. Yeah. Thoughtfully modified. I don't know if that makes any sense. But no, even Al- I mean, Alpina was done in, in period too. So. Yeah, so I'm go back now and do stuff like every little detail, carbon panels and stuff. Like you open the hood and it's like quilted, you know, super clean. Yeah, quilted on the back and yeah. I mean, I'm just picturing the interior could be really sick. Like you really do it up, spend a lot of time and money on the seats and everything, mm-hmm. and do the full like carpet delete where you've got the you know body color down the center tunnel and um, E30 will work because there's so delete. many cars too. Yeah, only like 2002 would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's enough cars out there, probably. Mm-hmm. I always think so about the other the, Porsche makes uh, ni- a 914, 914 would be great, a 928, 928 would, would be, be amazing, amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. What? <clears throat> okay, so if you did an E30, mm-hmm. uh, would the Singer version have a, an E36 M3 motor? I mean, that's the that would be kind of the thinking is that they would ha- need to do it. To the well, Singer would do it. Spec. Yeah, they would do like a Euro with uh, be an E46 individual throttle throttle be an bodies. S54 or whatever. S54 with ITBs and mm-hmm. all looking rad. Yeah, built by Cosworth with full carbon panels with like slight flares. Ooh, better looking flares. I think, yeah, the, the ride height and wheel choice and all that stuff would be the keys that would make it look so killer. I think. How about something like a. Barracuda, like the second generation Barracuda. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Dave Lawrence used to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always thought those were a really good looking car. Like yeah, pretty tight package. Glass. Yeah. Uh, Was that second gen or first I gen? I think it's second, right? The, the first gens are kind of funky looking. Mm, yeah, you could be right. They're like Kaj's dad had. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And the second gen's very clean and I don't know, the, the fastback. Yeah. Uh, I think that would, that's a great looking car. And if you did, if you did a, you know, if you really paid attention to all the details and stuff, that'd be really yeah. badass. I mean, yeah. Icon kind of does stuff like that too. For sure. And I think when you're saying Singer, like Singer has said they're never, they're only going to do Porsche. Yeah. So they're a Porsche brand. Yeah. Uh, but I would almost, Icon's probably a better thing because they'll do any they'll car do you bring stuff, to yeah. them. Yeah. They're doing electric now. They're- they did that Crown Vic. I didn't see that. There's like I think we talked about that. that. They didn't like matte black, but it has a, I don't know, it has some interior. Hmm. I, I like their derelict. Oh, yeah, yeah. The beat up ones stuff, with the yeah. LS9s and <clears throat> yep. all the new, like the Art Morrison chassis underneath Great, yeah. and everything. Great details. It's crazy. So cool. Uh, Radness Warrior. What OEM? <laughs> that guy's guy so intense. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. Madness uh, Warrior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so 80s. Yeah, that's now 80s. he's killing it. Um, what OEM wheels look best on a 94 325 IS? Is putting on DS2s or contours frowned upon? No, that's an E36. That's not yeah, frowned I upon think, at all. I think as long as you're 
you're going up like that's like putting GT3 wheels on a on a new you know, I mean yeah. that's a nice upgrade right mm-hmm. yeah and it's so, like in the same period and it's in the same period the same time frame everything so yeah I don't think that's frowned upon at all I think it's rad okay or put lightweights or something lightweights look good the, the, I think that's the best look or the what are the other ones the I don't know like the little there Dude, was the other M3 the ones. The M3 wheels are awesome. Lightweights and then the other M3 wheel, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool, too. The motorsport wheel. Those are the, my favorite. Uh, the DS2s, I think. I oh, think that's, that's what DS2s yeah, are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Kieran Berndt asks, uh, I'm in need of a new winter car as the Integra isn't cutting it anymore. That's a winter car? Integra? I drive 600 kilometers to work each week. No idea and, what that means. And live in Canada... <laughs> Where all-wheel drive would be greatly appreciated. It needs to be fun to drive. Classy. That's 360 miles-ish. Okay. It needs to be fun to drive. Classy, reliable, manual, all-wheel drive, and maybe rally-worthy if possible. The budget is around 15000 U.S. dollars. Oh, my God. Thoughts? Dude, please let me answer. <laughs> Brian, you're on podcast. Me, 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 me. You get to go. Uh, oh, you're dude. buying a car in Canada, by the way. So for fifteen thousand, prices are a little weird, but we don't. Fifteen count. grand, you can build a Subaru GC8 STI. Ooh, there you go, dude. Done. That's a good one. So explain Dream to me what's car. GC8. Oh, okay. So GC8 is like the that's the RS? first gen Impreza, like a Preza and, RS. Right? Yeah, for the US, that was the the 2.5 RS. It was that model, but it's um, the one with uh, you know you see uh, videos of Colin McRae rallying that the and old like five 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 Subarus. No, you talked me into a two door when you said okay. that it was the only Impreza that came as a two door. That convinced me, but I think the four doors look great. Also, and they rallied those too. Definitely so, not classy, but I'm going to give it to you. Probably uh, the best looking Subaru. I think it's I a great it looking Subaru. Yeah. But that's like saying, uh, you know, the hottest Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, compared to other cars, it's got that classic three box. No, style. I like it. I like it. Yeah, they're simple, like an E30. Kind yes, of. like they it reminds that. me a lot of an E30 yeah. actually, but cheaper. Yeah, Lane, go ahead. Oh, what? What's my answer? What's my question? <laughs> the same question that oh, I just shit. answered. Sorry, 15 grand? Jesus Minivan. <laughs> Dude, this is a question I struggle with every day of my life. I have two so, answers. Do you yeah, want me to answer? Go. Maybe it'll trigger something yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, go for it. Um, first is a uh, BMW E46 330iX sedan yeah. with a manual transmission. Yeah. That's going to tick all those boxes and get a really nice one for 15 yeah. with the sport package, all-wheel drive, manual transmission, yada, yada, yada. Maybe um, rally-worthy. Sure. Yeah. You can do some things to it. Skid plates and you're good. The other one is that I, it, it's possible that you get a really good one, and I don't know what's available in Canada, but a, a 2005 Volvo V70R. That's all-wheel drive. That's a manual transmission, 300 horsepower. Pretty nice. Classy. Classy. It can do a yeah. lot. You can sleep in it. You can throw shit in it. Mm-hmm. Probably got a good heater. Very good heater. Best seats ever made. Yeah, that's good. Um, pretty easy to live with. Um, just get a really good one. And you'd be well, 15 grand would get you a nice yeah. one. And there's, I mean, coming from a former Volvo Club of America member, myself... <laughs> Um, there's a lot of support. There's clubs. I mean, we've seen them at Canepa. Full clubs of people who oh, drive yeah. these cars and love them. So. Yeah, ridiculous clubs Anyways, people. What yeah. about a manual transmission SUV for fifteen grand? X5? 
kind of I mean, GTS. Yeah, try to find one, but see, you're getting into. I mean, he's also on a budget, and he's trying to Jeep Cherokee. He's driving quite a bit. Quite a bit. I uh, how about Jeep I mean, it's a, Cherokee. It's a car I owned. I'm I, being serious. I liked a lot when I owned it. Uh, a B6 Audi A4 2.8. So the six cylinder, non turbo. It's a very like stout, robust engine. It's not the most successful. It's 220 horsepower. Mm-hmm. It goes pretty good. You can get them with a six-speed manual. Uh, the all-wheel drive system's insane. Like really good. Yeah. It's really like stout and robust compared to like BMW all-wheel drive mm-hmm. systems too. Uh, that was a really good car. Mine had 160 thousand on it when I sold it, and it was still going strong. I mean, it yeah, ran no- really well. I commuted in it for a couple of years, and no turbos, no shitty transmission, no, nothing yeah. really to go to go wrong. Yep. And I actually had an autom. Did I have an automatic? Yeah, mine was an automatic. Okay. And the automatic was really good as well. I mean, for for what it was. I mean, sure. I would have wanted a manual transmission, but uh, that was a good car. You can get them really cheap, and uh, it was really reliable for me. The only thing I ever had go wrong was the uh, coil packs. Yeah, that's that's so not, pretty standard. That's not like fault of the car. Yeah. So if you need to do it for five thousand instead of fifteen, the uh, just just Google wagon attack two. Oh, yeah. The Honda Civic hatchback, Love turbo, it. all-wheel drive, manual transmission, little or mini, mini wagon. Wagon attack one. Oh, you're talking about like 86 or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. He's going to drive through the Canadian winter 300 miles yeah, a week. Yeah. That's if you're down to 5000 I don't think those ever survived up in Canada. They're probably all rusted out. Come down to California. We'll say hello. <laughs> uh, Royce Amatique. Can you franchise the Coastal Range Rally to Australia and other places, please? Uh, Great we're, idea. We're we actually just planning going to Australia, New Zealand area. Uh, <laughs> area. We'll be there. Yeah. I mean, he realizes that they can just drive around without us, too, right? Dude, they need our... Uh... I would love to go to Australia. Dude, so what amazing. if what if that's a legitimate business idea? How awesome would that be? What if we just it actually... franchise it like, we, like uh, Jay Lamb and the Lemon stuff? It actually could be. Yeah. Shervenator asks, <laughs> or just shakes his head and moves on. What's the most reliable and cool car from the 80s? Attainable for under 10K. Shervenator. Reliable. I'm loving Shervenator's post, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. And, and he's also a California, wait, Golden State Golden plates? State Plates or something? Golden State Plates, I think. I tried, to, I tried to tag him in something, and I couldn't remember what it was. I think it's he, It plates. should have been Sunset Plates. But then maybe that was taken. Golden State's cool. Yeah. Uh, what'd you say, E30? No, you said E30. That's what, I mean, what oh. would you say? Well, and I said E30. I, I'm biased, and I do think E30 is a great choice. Under 10K. Um, Most reliable and cool. It's a tough one, right? It is. And a lot 80s. of stuff's cycling through my head, and Toyota keeps popping up for some reason. That's not... Ger- he said German? No, no. No. Most just from the 80s. Reliable and cool car from the 80s. Yeah. Under 10K. What about a 4Runner? 4Runner's pretty cool. First gen 4Runner. I'm going to go with my uh, Toyota pick that I've had my eye on for a couple years. Yes, I know exactly. 1985. Oh, I thought it was 4. No, 1985, 85 and a half. Toyota Celica GTS. That's the 22RE, 4-cylinder out of a pickup, rear-wheel drive, manual. Hatchback or not? Hatchback. I I like hatchback. I don't know if people think that's cool yet. No, people I'm telling like them it. that it's cool. People are okay. Cool. That's right. That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, flared fenders, pop up headlights, 
cool seats. I wonder uh, how here's I wonder how hard it is to get like little parts and stuff. I bet they're harder tough. to get I than I bet it's getting harder. Than like your E thirty or my nine forty four. I bet you're right. Like, but that's for, not part of the question. Reliable but, and cool. I know. Yeah, but I think that goes along with reliability. Of, but I think it's gonna be trim pieces that suck. Not yeah. Not but you want to keep it up, you know. Yeah, I'm no, just looking I'm saying, at. I'm, I'm just looking at things like I hit a deer and I have to buy all this shit. Yeah, you're. It's bummed. really easy to find stuff for the 944 or for an E30. Uh, I feel like a lot of those Japanese cars, a little, little more difficult, maybe. 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 Because there's not as there wasn't always that following. Yes, I think that's probably true, but. The question says reliable. Okay. And that's about as reliable as a, a drivetrain from the 80s gets. Yeah, it's so simple, right? That's right. And it, Toyota trucks are everywhere. You know, you need a gearbox, you need a differential, they're all out there. But if you need that trim piece in the dash or the grill piece for that or a pop-up mm-hmm. headlight, it could be a little more tricky. That's my answer. I mean, cool can mean a lot of different things. Yeah, Brian, it can. Um, yeah, I, I feel like what? What about a, a Mustang 5.0 convertible? It's not a bad choice. Or how about a 5.0 coupe? Yeah, definitely in there for 10k. And you know, parts are everywhere. Yeah, we're adding on this whole parts thing, but I mean, well, no, and the, the the small locks are reliable and all. That how thing. about your uh, AW11 or whatever MR2? Uh, 80s MR2. Uh, Mark yeah. 1. They yeah. overheat a little bit. Are they cool? They're kind of nerdy. They're kind of nerdy. Kind of coming around to cool though, right? Yeah, but... Dude, the, they're always shitty, so I feel like when you see a nice one, it's it's like, whoa. Like <laughs> yeah, right? Supercharged? You can get a supercharged one for 10 grand. I mean, 10 grand, you get the nicest MR2 in the world. How about a Mark 1 uh, GTI? Very cool. Ten grand. Yeah, that's awesome. Or a Mark II GTI. Both of those. Yeah. Really reliable. Really simple. Easy yeah. to fix. Parts everywhere. I mean, that's a gr- that's a that's a good choice. Good good job, Brian. You did it. <laughs> you cracked the code. <laughs> you did it. Easy to find <laughs> parts. Blitz Koenig says a uh, best formal or wedding car. For instance, Porsche Panamera, Aston Martin Rapide, or Mercedes CLS. None of those. But, uh, Please also list any classics of this type mm-hmm. you would Are you prefer. Spider for me, Lane. Lane, chill out, buddy. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Lance sees a daddy long legs, which for your foreign listeners he is pours a, very a beer all over the podcast table. <laughs> Spider doesn't even has no effect to humans ever. <laughs> but it's literally incapable. Aren't of delivering they? The, poison. Aren't they actually the most poisonous spider? Where they can't bite? Yeah, yeah. Like per, <laughs> are you worried they're gonna be? He's gonna bring his friends. Is that what you're thinking? Where, okay. where were we? I'm, I was totally distracted. Best formal or wedding car? And he names a bunch of like modern luxury cars. Okay, so all those cars are terrible because yeah. the back seats are quite cramped. There's terrible visibility. Yeah, Panamera is actually really nice in the back seat once you get in it. Yeah, but you're on the ground to get in no, and out of it. They're not that. They're, not that they're bad. pretty bad compared to. Of Rolls Royce Phantom. Okay. <laughs> There's no price range. I don't see any yeah. best formal or wedding I, car. I'd go with an older car, probably. Yeah, I would too. So I'd go with like an old Rolls Royce or an old uh, Lincoln Continental. Lincoln Continental. 57 uh, Caddy yeah. Fleetwood Brougham. Well, those things are low too. If you're talking about that, I mean, no, the seats kind of squish, and you're you're no. not. They're not that comfortable. No, it's like sitting on a couch. They're up off the ground. They're not. They're that comfortable. very comfortable. 
Oh, I disagree. Dude, how about old S-Classes? Tall Springs. Long wheel base W-160. What do you mean? I don't know. How many 57 Cadillacs have you ridden? I've been in a few. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, crying, I'm calling bullshit on no, you. Okay, I've been in a few, man. I, I've been in... <laughs> yes. I've been at least a, a few. They sit up. The only thing I don't like about them is they have low roofs. No, you kind of like squish down. It has that like a lot of spring in the seat. With a car this old, it's really tough to say, you know, sp- sp- the seats get worn out. And remember like rolling in uh, Jeff's no, I never 59? Rolled. I never rolled in it. Okay, so Jeff's has 59. Yeah. Convertible. Seat, dude. Was it convertible? Yeah, convertible. Yeah. Really tight back seat, like not comfortable at Maybe all. the cause of four-door convertible, which like the Lincoln Continental, suicide yeah. doors, something like that, where you have tons of room, easy ingress... Ingress, egress, Suicide doors. and egress. Dude, what about a W116S class with the long yeah, wheelbase? That'd be awesome. That's pretty classy. That's wonderful. Or just think of any kind of cheap vintage too. limo, like but an old Pullman. How about if you're driving? Do you have oh, to? Do, I mean, if that's you, a different story. So I think I'd want to drive away. I wouldn't be, want to be driven. So hmm. what if you drive well, away? You're, you're and, drinking and making out. That's true. You know? But what if you're driving away and like. Uh, Jaguar XKE or something cool. Oh, like that. yeah, that's a good way to put it. That'd be pretty classy. That's not pretty bad. Classy, right? I'd tie uh, some tin cans to that car. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you ever tied tin cans to a car? No. I got yeah. to. Yeah. What kind of car was ago? it? So disappointing. It was a CRX. <laughs> <laughs> Better than a 626, which now is the worst formal car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Camden the Kid says, wait. Well, uh, he gives a thumbs up to Roy Samatik for the uh, oh. Australian Rally Range. Yeah, he Thank wants you. it. Thank you, Brian. Camden the Kid, what car did you want really bad when you were younger and realized later in life how awful it would have actually been? I would say Dodge Viper, except I haven't realized how awful it would be. Oh, that's a good. That's a good call. I I wanted a V70R and then I bought it and realized how awful it was after I bought it. So. I was always, always a Volvo fan uh, growing up, and I made the wrong choice. Hmm. I should have gone older, <laughs> you know. But uh, that was my my mistake, and I learned from it. I think uh, I was bad. I think like I remember yearning for a like the S sixty when it came out. Okay. Uh, really thinking that was cool with the space the space ball shifter and everything. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's kind of an yeah, underdog. Oh man, that's so awesome! Yeah, it's the underdog thing, right? It's like, oh, that thing's so awesome. And then now it's just some old shitty car. Yeah, I mean they, they're still a fine car, but I think that happens a lot with like magazines and everything when you read these articles and the new hot thing is the best. Totally. And then a year later, it's kind of whatever. It's just a car. Yeah. But I, I find myself falling for that kind of trick a lot. Yeah. I was super into 510s. Uh, I really wanted to get one of those, but I don't know if it's such a great car, actually. You know, pretty, when you really think about flimsy, it. Pretty flimsy, right? Yeah. They weren't great. And a lot of it's new. just because they, you know, they, they were flimsy, and so they didn't hold up well. So good singer back car. in the day, oh, oh that would be because they are kind of shitty. They're kind of shitty. So really, like doing up the interior yeah. or a two thousand two. I mean, did we yeah, mention exactly. that earlier? Yeah, yeah, I said two thousand two. Yeah. yeah, so killer. Yeah, man, that would sell like hotcakes. Um, I'd love to hear the listeners take on that question though yeah that's a really good yeah. question when you're younger and you you're like oh my god someday i'm gonna have a countach i can't wait oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and then you see one or you like get to ride in one you're like nope never uh, one that uh i haven't been able to experience but uh i always like the the cobra 
when I was younger. Yeah. And I feel like I don't. I got, that's kind maybe, of a perfect Brian car. Yeah. Yeah, the way the shifter is and everything. And I'm just shitty. The, built the ergonomics are terrible, though, right? Yeah, but, but you're down with you. that. Like, that's you. Marty loves that thing. Loves it. Can't get enough of it. Yeah. He drives by my house every weekend. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I have a side note I want to make on that. <laughs> Go but for it. But maybe it's a Sunday edition. Okay. <laughs> we'll get back to it. Um, you got it, Jobin. says, <laughs> seems like you guys frequent roads with lots of deer and other wildlife. Have you ever considered one of those bumper-mounted deer whistles? Do they actually work? What are some other marketable accessories that actually serve a purpose? DWA bungee cords? Hashtag yo hole. Hashtag too soon. <laughs> So, <laughs> do they work? I don't know, dude. I th- I've always we talked about they? this. We want to like do a test. This might have been episode one or two. Yeah. where we're some people have said it. yes. I think I might buy some. Dude. They're like five dollars on Amazon, dude. You should definitely buy some. It might be cheap because it's worth it to try. I can hide them, right? Hide them. Yeah. Or no, you have to put them on top of the hood to get the best airflow. <laughs> air no, right on the them, windshield. I'll put them on the fenders, on like each <laughs> yeah. fender, kind of like yeah. in the 50s the, they had those things. Get the exactly. fake chrome ones, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think that they'd have to work. That Dude, scan, I was trying to look it up. Back on episode two, I was trying to look yeah, this I think shit we up. Tried to I could not find any. First of all, it's hard to uh, duplicate that. I mean, I guess you get like a bunch of deer and... Drive something past them, and if they scientists react, could do it, scientists could do it. Scientists could they do put it. deer in a wind tunnel, and then <laughs> <laughs> um, they do it right alongside race car testing. God, I maybe okay. This is what we need to do: get get one of those whistles, put it on the end of a bat or a golf club, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> and then sneak up behind a deer and then like just swing it next to him. So you know so what I mean? Don't no, it should work way before you're like a foot away Dude, from He's him. not going to let you get close. Yeah. Warren's walking up with a bat with all these fucking chrome pieces on the end. Yeah. Swinging it. Whistles. Dude, that deer is not going to let you get close. I watched uh, Teen Wolf and I think that kind of stuff works. Uh, okay. <laughs> Remember the whistle that no, no one else could hear, but he's freaking out. In the oh, yeah, it's a dog whistle. I do remember that, but man, yeah, dude, I haven't seen Team Wolf recently. But well, I haven't either. It's a pretty good movie. Here's the other thing. I think we talked about it in episode two. Like, if that doesn't work, there's got to be something. So, how long have the, these things been on the market? Like right. thirty five years with yeah. new technology. I know. I mean, what if there's like some crazy sonar shit no, that you but, can just like. Like out no, but they're the, still the same. Like you look up on flashing. Amazon, okay. they're seven bucks for a pair. Yeah, but I think what about this? Flat, super bright flashing lights, like deer in the headlights, right? Yeah, but how about the what if it's three sixty? Like psh, no, psh, no, 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 they don't. They don't. It it stuns them. It like makes them not move. Right, that's the idea, right? No, you want them to move. Get away. No, because what if they no. in front if of you, you? If they stop. That's the thing. You're dealing with a crazy animal. <laughs> that's exactly what they are. <laughs> reason with them. If they're in the road, and if they just stop, then you're good. If they're in the road, you stop and you drive around them. Yeah. It's when they run out unexpectedly. Yes, that's, that's what the happens. problem. So we need mind so control. So you need something that stops them in their tracks. Yeah. We don't want that's to run what these. What if they bolt in front of you? Yeah, that's don't what you these think whistles they want to get away from the noise. Yeah, what if they? Oh, that's true. They want to get away from it. Yeah, it's so annoying. Here's what we do: we put deer from? trackers. We track every deer. We tag them on their ears, and yeah. then we all have GPS devices so we can see them running through the forest, and then we know. All right. There has to be a better answer, but I was thinking about this because the the moose in uh, Scandinavia is a problem. <laughs> 
They, oh, yeah. They uh, kills people. Moose I mean, avoidance you, test. Yeah, whatever. and so they have this whole test, and they're now... Uh, Do they have moose whistles over there? They're, like, way bigger? They're painting the moose's horns uh, when they catch them so that when you can see them way in the distance. Oh. Like, uh, on the side of the road, they'll be glowing. You know, stuff like that is going on. So if they can't wow. figure it out, they've got a big problem, literally and <laughs> figuratively. Um, if that's not working, if they can't figure it out, then what are we... Who are we? But... Look in the mirror. Who are you right now? <laughs> I mean, hey, this is America. We got Silicon Valley right here. We got people waiting to make stuff. We, if if anybody could make it, it's it's right around here. Skyline, Skyline Boulevard. Jeez, sure. Skyline deer whistles. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start a company. But long story short, Lane, you should buy like five of those okay, things. Okay, I will. Actually, make it six. <laughs> they probably come in. They probably come in pairs. <laughs> and then he um, says, "DW bungee cords." Hashtag too soon because my bungee cords got stolen yes. out of the Mighty Max. That is we should have DW bungee cords. That is not cool. Uh, Golfstang two JZ says, uh, "I'm considering installing a ride leveling rear suspension system on my Fox body. <laughs> have any recommendations?" <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because it's a joke. Because of last episode. Oh. <laughs> Um, that's for art. Because all we talked about not here. was the ride leveling suspension. Mm-hmm. Flusig magazine. Is that how you say it? Uh, I don't know. Flusig. I think. Flusig. I don't know. Flaccid magazine says <laughs> another nice shot, Lane. Thanks. <laughs> so stoked. Uh, Slide me says with Ford and Holden shutting down local production of the Commodore and Falcon in Australia. What are your thoughts on going to one global chassis? For all markets, I didn't know that. That's a bummer. Oh yeah, that they're closing down. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Either. It was always it's always nice to have that forbidden fruit. I that, feel like yeah. they did shut down. It was like because that was announced like a year or two ago. I think I might have seen an announcement, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the way it's going to go. It's going to be a world market. Everything is going world market. Like all the Fords are already world market cars. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. You lose that that. Uh, you know, you miss that for, forbidden fruit, but in a way, it's good too, right? Yeah. Because the other thing too is that they'll always be used Commodores in Australia. Like mm-hmm. when we, if we ever, if I ever go there to visit, and I'm looking at cars, it's not gonna like they're not gonna disappear, right? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. They always have rad cars in Australia. They do Just, like the like the Falcon was built until badass recently. big V8 rear drive, mm-hmm. um, weird trucks like the GTO based. Uh, Commodore? No, what was it? Uh, it was the... I don't know. Holden pickup or something. Um, it was rad. It was like a modern El Camino. I can't remember the name, and I'm sure there's hundreds well, of Well, yeah, it's saying. the Commodore, but it's the, the yeah. truck version. We're idiots. Yep. So. <laughs> That's um, the key point right there. But having everything be available so we can get that crazy motor Utes. in it. The Utes. Yeah. Two Utes. The two Utes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like being able to do parts interchange and stuff. Like, the more it goes to a single chassis, I don't know. Hopefully yeah, they spend more have, time developing that chassis. And and you have, like, if on the aftermarket, you have tuners from Europe. It's a little easier. To, yeah. yeah. United States. So you have Super nice... Pro suspension. All exactly. of a sudden. Like and then that, you have so. also a whole other part of the world that's driving the same car that has feedback. Yep. Uh, forum kind of stuff, mm-hmm. maybe uh, certain fixes. You love your forums. Love them. But yeah, maybe, Wait. It's, maybe it's bad. Less variety. I don't know. Crackers 1988. <laughs> what a name. If you were building a long hood 911 hot rod, what color body and wheels would you go for? Dang. Tough question. 
I kind of like uh, Slate Gray. Like, Slate, uh, like, Slate uh, Gray is nice. Steve McQueen Lamont's. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, I'd go and with some the, weird green. Wheel, I would do on black Fuchs. Mm-hmm. I'd do a weird green. I don't know what kind of wheels. Probably Fuchs. And I don't know if I go. I'd pro. I don't know if I go like RSR, wide body like that orange one that just sold in BAT. But probably like that. Nice red. Nice sold ride. Sold for two twenty. You know that was so smart of him to. So we're referencing the orange uh, long hood nine eleven that just sold on Bring a Trailer, but he basically strutted it around for all to see. Yeah, yeah. He went to Renworks or Lift not Renworks. Uh, yeah, works, works reunion. Works reunion. Um, he was all over the peninsula, all over social media. He got best in class at works reunion, and he got the Michelin Award present, which was chosen and presented by Bradley Brownell. Yes, uh, who probably got a cut. <laughs> <laughs> and then he waited a month or two, and then yeah. brought it to bring a trailer, and yep. it did amazing. Two twenty. Yep, two twenty. Nice. He was at like one forty or something with like. Couple hours ago. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't a no reserve car, but still, it it, it went. shot up. It was a, it's good a for him. Beautiful car, though. I yeah. Mean, I posted pictures of it a while ago, and yeah, you posted pictures of it at the works reunion. And, and before on that, I saw it at Carmel, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, this is my favorite car," you know. Yeah. There you go. Two twenty. Um, Did I don't, you pick a color, William? I like slate gray. I like kind of all those pastel-y uh, 70s, 60s colors. Like singer colors? Yes. Yeah, it's tough because... Uh, it's tough choosing slate gray, I should say, because singer. there were so many rad colors I know. during that time period. Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the benefits of the 911s is, you you know, they, they were kind of went wild with the colors. Yeah. Yeah, I like, like... Early 70s, a, so cool. I think cool. it's leaf green, and then there's another green I really like. So I'd probably go with a funky green. Yeah, and then I want to go with like a mini light style wheel. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Or Watanabe's. Watanabe's. Uh, Slide Me says, love the show from New Zealand. Right on, dude. Sorry about so, that earthquake. Yeah, that's a, this is a second comment. He already commented a second ago. You did? Yeah. Slide Ford Me. And, Ford and Holden shutting down. Oh. Same guy. Oh, I'm sorry. So he's in New Zealand, not Australia. Um. Also would uh, like to know what's your thoughts of the first episode of Clarkson Hammond and May's new show, The Grand Tour. You guys watch it? I did not. No, I did not. Okay. I feel like I should have. You guys have, have did you? Yeah. Uh, should I watch it? Is it good? Sure. I mean, if you like Top Gear. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's Top Gear. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Like I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Identical. I mean... They're they, being a studio audience introducing their clips. Exactly. And their clips are them racing around the world doing stupid sure. shit. Yeah, and they're playing it up as, you know, they're they're making fun of the fact that they're, they got, you know, that... Booted. Yeah, they got booted, and then the other two quit and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're, the first one, they were in the United States doing it, mm-hmm. like down in the desert, down in Southern California, and it's a grand tour, which is an awful name, I think. I mean, but it looks good when it just says GT. Yeah, and they're just touring around the the world, basically. So yeah. the next one is in South Africa, I think. Mm. And uh, yeah, but it was it was it was like what's to be expected, right? So I think nothing Top, blew you away. No, I think Top Gear was kind of long in the tooth. Actually, at the end of it, I was just kind of oh yeah, bored. It was I'd, for so I'd long. I find that... myself kind of like fast forwarding through a lot. Of stuff. I guess that's kind of where I'm at. I found myself a. It's funny because I went into it. I think I went into it, into it a little negatively. Because I had that taste in my mouth that like you've already seen over it, it. Yeah. and uh, it it was I found myself a little bored 
during some of the parts. So yeah. maybe that's just me. No, I don't but think so. It was it's the probably to expect it. Production know. values awesome. You know, they spent supposedly like three and a half million on just the opening scene sequence or something crazy. Jesus, I'll have to watch it. Uh, but it, you know, production value is great. The, all the editing and color grading, you know, everything's like top notch. Sure. Uh, but that Top Gear didn't have a problem with that. No, they were the same, yeah. right? So they kept the same kind of, it looks quality a lot as of, opposed to like Motor Week or something like that. Next uh, on Motor. I just watched two, three episodes of Motor Week. Nice. So that's what I did with my time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, flickering brake lights. Instead of, uh, being in one location, they're moving all around. So that means that they're not going to be doing stuff like the uh, famous person in a cheap ass car. They're not doing that. They don't have I their own test they track did, to do all that whole, thing. They did a whole bit on that they're not going to do that. Uh, okay. Which was whatever. And then uh, they have a test track in England somewhere. And it's like this funky track in this old industrial kind of area. Those are the best kind. Uh, so they, they do that. They tested like, they had like seven benchmark cars they tested and they did a M2 lab test. Okay. Around it. And, yeah, I'll but, check it out. But you're pretty lukewarm. I mean, it's good. It's like, it's hard. It's like, objectively, it's, it's really good. Like, well, it's hard to live up to what they had. It's so. like watching an Oscar-nominated movie that you not you don't necessarily like like, but you you can't you can't say it wasn't a good movie. It was a great movie. It was really well done. The cinematography was beautiful, but I wasn't. I don't want to watch it. You know, I'm not like super amped to watch it over and over again. Or okay, my femur hurts. Says no question. Oh wait. Uh... I haven't watched that one, but I do want to say on TV shows, uh, since spending more time with the baby, we're hanging out on the couch more. Yeah, you are. Um, Wheeler Dealers is such an awesome show. <laughs> I've just been going through like all of those. Yeah. It's like, really good. It's definitely, no question, my favorite car show. They do it's, like snakeskin wheels and stuff. You like that on the RX-7? I didn't see that episode. Oh, I didn't go that deep. Spoiler alert. I didn't go that deep, but I wa- I just watched the 500 SEC oh, one yeah. uh, where they do the AMG style, and I don't know. It's rad. Yeah, a- they go into the right detail of, like, you know, like actually restoring a car. No, it's like a fun show. Gonna, yeah, you can definitely put yourself in their shoes, and yeah. it's sometimes exactly they, the stuff we're talking it's about. It's funny because sometimes they're just, like, searching for stuff to do, and they have, like, some sponsors, and they're like, oh, let's do something crazy, which it's part of the entertainment of the show, right? I haven't yeah. seen that yet. But I've only been watching the more recent ones, so okay. I don't know if it was an yeah. earlier thing. My Femur Hurt says, no question, just a statement. Let's go on a drive after Cars and Coffee next month. I want to tuge, 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 toge, toge. Yeah, it's like he wants to tow you know, something Japanese, with the, the Mighty Max. You tow something with Fast the Mighty and Furious? Max. No. It's the toge. wait, 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 wait. Really? I mean, yeah, we've covered this before. A couple of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like but I don't toge know. drifting and stuff. Toge. Yeah, it's like a mountain pass in Japanese or something. I mean, I think that's what it means. But. Yeah, it's like back roads drifting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he wants to toge with the Mighty Max. Winner gets a smooth river rock and a bag of bungee cords. <laughs> <laughs> this bungee cord thing. It's not very nice. Never not bungee cording. <laughs> that is not nice. I drove the Mighty Max here today. so With the new window. Don't appreciate that. Yes. River rock. Window. Did you keep the river rock inside? Yes. As a good luck charm. Of course. <laughs> it's in there. I kind of want to see it. 
Om Karm says, what is the most hack job rigged repair you've made to a project car? And how long did you ride it like that? How embarrassed but simultaneously proud of your MacGyvering were you? <laughs> um, my, my GTI, um, I hit a deer, smashed my whole grill and everything, my hood, after it had been painted. Super bummed. Um, and I uh, bought, so at Orchard Supply or, you know, Home Depot, what have you, they have those screens or vent mesh for under houses, like the vents that would be under like the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're rectangular. I bought one off the shelf. It fit perfectly to cover the radiator. I zip tied it on and left it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And then if you look at those like nine, seven, I spray painted and stuff it black. Yeah. They look about that quality. I, I know. A lot of the vent grills. I know. I spray painted it black um, with, you know, Rust-Oleum. Then later, David at DNK uh, replaced the zip ties with um, bailing wire. And it's <laughs> continued on there until I got rid of the car. I never replaced the grill. Awesome. So that's mine. <laughs> and it served its purpose. I mean, that car was so just bare bones and aggressive anyway. It didn't really matter. I wasn't trying to impress anyone. Um, nice. During one race with the Specky Thirty, uh, I broke like I broke rocker arms on like three different occasions. In this one time, it was like I broke it during qualifying or something, and the race was right after. And so I just uh, pulled the broken pieces out. Um, of, you know, I popped the valve cover off, pulled Jeez. the broken pieces out, uh, and then snipped the wires for the, uh, the sending the pulse to the injectors. So it basically just cut fuel to that cylinder and just ran on five cylinders instead of six for, for the yeah. race. Just, oh my God. How'd you do? Uh, poorly. I didn't finish last, but, wow. uh, you know, I was definitely, uh, down on power. That's pretty impressive. But I was able to, like, get points, you know? I can't believe you were able to do the valve cover and back on. Dude, all that during the course of a race? No, before uh, the race. Oh, yeah, before, it was the before race. in between qualifying and the race. Gotcha. Yeah, like the most amazing pit stop ever. No, yeah, um, yeah. And in other weekends, I did. Uh, I broke one during qualifying, and then uh, actually changed it out before the race that same day. Dropped yeah. all the fluids. So is that pulled. common? They break a lot, or yeah, uh, it is a known weak point. Um, really, it was my driving that I just adjusted and <laughs> made it better. But it was, you know, like I was being too hard downshifting. I was revving it too high. Um, and so I just never did that. You know, after the third time, I learned to be more careful <laughs> with it. But, you know, I so I replaced three out of the six. Uh, and, you know, when you when you get new ones, you can, you know, have them checked out. And uh, sometimes they'll have little cracks or they'll be thin in areas or whatever. And there, I think there was an update. So there's. Like when you do replace them, it's the newer model. Wow, that's pretty sweet. I don't really have any like personal ones, but uh, when we were racing the 944, <laughs> our first race, we that was broke all a jobs. shock, and we had to weld the shock basically solid. Yeah. Uh, so that was a pretty hack job. So he pulled, yeah, so that guy that helped us, yeah. like, uh, that was day he, one, pulled, he pulled the shock out of the uh, strut tube, yeah. and then uh, he had to, it was all ba bashed in, so he had to, like, slice the shock open, and then, I, I don't the know, strut, it was some crazy yeah. shit, yeah, and, and then put it all back together, and it was, like, shorter, and yeah, like, basically we, like, had no... We basically welded it, didn't it work. solid, and so it was just a... And every pit stop, 
you know, we would slice tires on our fenders because mm-hmm. people would hit, bash our fender, so it would turn them down into the tires and pop our tires. So we would come in from the pit stop and or into a pit stop and then uh, hack the fenders out with a sawzall, so that the next time we got hit, it wouldn't fuck up the tires. Yeah. It was a beautiful. So beast. I was talking <laughs> after that late that, race. Like, it was so like ninety. That first race was just insane. Ninety nine percent of the damage to that car happened. If we never raced that first race. Our car would have been like pristine, totally fine. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it was a couple races. Well, okay, the first two races yeah. were hard, were gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. After that, they started kind of regulating, and yeah. they wouldn't let you hit. Like, those well, it was after it was after our video from the second race yeah, in two thousand eight, yeah. where it showed all the carnage, pit maneuvering like every car. And <laughs> yeah, they're spinning out in front of us, and at the same time, uh, inspiring like people across the country to like do this type yeah. of racing. Uh, but then also inspiring Jay to crack down on exactly. the type of bumping that you could do. And so good. Um, do you have any other? No, your personal stuff. Okay. No. Uh, BB Hero D, best daily driver you've ever owned, and why? Don't everyone speak at once? Best daily driver you've ever owned. Your three twenty five I, huh? Yeah, I mean it's why? the longest. It's been very reliable. It's been on a tow truck uh, one time for a crank position sensor in ten years. Um, I used to drive it fifty miles a day over, you know, mountainous roads without issue. Uh, it's comfortable. It's fun. looks good. There you go. That's my answer. My uh, Jetta TDI, the 2010. Yeah. It's just like... That's hard to argue with. Yeah, it's like great gas mileage, good power, good handling, really nice interior. No problems that I had with it. Yeah. Uh, Lane. You drive a Actually, lot. I did have a pro- the f- high pressure fuel pump was kind of a bummer, but oh yeah, but that was under warranty too. Barely, yeah. Had yeah. to yell at him for a bit, but uh, the Jetta was pretty good despite going through a million turbos, and a lot of those were at the very end of ownership. So mm-hmm. the Jetta was really good for what I did yeah. to it. Uh, my Audi was a, was a really good daily driver. Which one? The A4, mm-hmm. the B6, two thousand two. Quattro. Uh, oh, actually, my uh, Audi 4000 Quattro might be up there. I, don't, I never had a single issue with that car. And I only drove it for like a year or something, but I, or a year and a half, but I crashed it is the reason it, it re- I retired it. So. Can't blame the car for that. Yeah, that was a really fun, that was actually a really good daily driver. I like that car. My, my Mercury Villager minivan was pretty awesome. It was good on, good on trips and reliable and drove well yeah had a lot of utility to it i've seen fucking small block chevys in the yeah the, yeah i think the the a the four thousands along the lines of like your e30 it's more mm-hmm. it had a little bit of like coolness to it too yeah so oh you're saying the villager's not cool uh, you know <laughs> just say that right after i talk about the villager <laughs> Chris SF says, uh, what are your thoughts on episode one of the Grand Tour? <laughs> uh, see above answer. EA Brock 88, looking at possibly purchasing an E39 M5, is there a value in purchasing a Dynan-tuned vehicle over a similar condition stock car? And what's your opinion on aftermarket tun- tuning firms such as Dynan? Be careful, right? I think it, I think, I don't think it has any value. I think I think it, it, I think I think it, it takes away. away. I think it takes away. 
I will say uh, that especially because there's too many on, on that generation. There's too many fake dining badges. Well, obviously, if it, you can't confirm that it's been done, yeah. right? That's one thing. But if well, it's I mean, truly, most of the time they put a chip in and then they throw a dining badge on. No, I mean, I'm saying if the owner has records of it I being think a dining car. I think the big thing is that when well, you... Well, I'm saying it, it it reduces the value because you'll see them out there with dining labels. And it's like, yeah, but I don't think that's, that's when it, what Whenever does... it's only the people who really look at the records. That, I think it's more yeah. that they don't... Dining doesn't have to have, like, factory... They don't have to have support for, like, 15 years, you know, for years after the car's made. So this, you know, the CCU that they change or this, whatever they do isn't they're not necessarily going to be able to help you with that now in 2016 yeah and i think a lot of those cars that were turbocharged back then a lot of the m3s supercharged or whatever yeah like e36s and stuff it just it takes away because there isn't a way to bring that to a bmw shop and just have it fixed mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of a clusterfuck now the other side of that is we live in an area where there are dine-in repair shops. It's true. And in drivable distance, like you well, could go get your car serviced. The main dine-in like dine-in shop yeah. is right over the hill, We have one so. in Campbell. There's one in Morgan Hill, right? Or yeah. whatever. Um, but think about things that aren't as uh, technological, like an exhaust system, an intake, Sways. suspension. Yeah. Like that seems like a value add. Yeah, You're getting nice, a, like thoughtfully engineered items that you don't have to pay for. For if sure. you were planning on doing something like that anyways, it seems like a nice thing. What do you think about this? So, uh, a lot of that stuff, it was done in period, then it's uh, like almost at its wear point right now anyways. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. But we don't know the mileage. And um, what about uh, resale? I think the stock example is always going to be I better. Think I think stock the is, stock is always your best resale. So, value. what if the dining car comes with stock parts? It comes with the exhaust, the the OE exhaust. <laughs> that probably <laughs> puts it on. Very surprising. <laughs> Somebody kept an OE M5's exhaust from 1998. Those people are nerdy. If it's yeah. original owner and they're yeah. going to the lengths of going to a dine-in, I mean, that shit's yeah. expensive. Yeah, it's and, expensive, though. A lot of times they're kind of nerdy. They're tech guys, yep. and they want to... So, but I would say that brings it almost to on par with like a stock car, but I still think a stock car is going to bring a premium yeah. over, over it. I mean, I would probably prefer a stock car unless it was very well documented and good ownership even though it costs more like you're going to want to do your own things to it probably and that's going to devalue all right we got we got to speed this up guys buying a new car we got a lot of questions to get through you're saying this right when i'm in the middle of talking sorry i thought thought we covered this yeah but buying a car you know without anything done to it is always kind of a nice reassuring yeah it's a really nice feeling to be able to like do all that stuff yourself. Yeah. Or if you just want to enjoy that time period of what that car what that was, car was yeah. for an Art Sorrento's no period CHP of time. No knobs. No, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. None of that bullshit. Um, so what are you saying, Brian? <laughs> I'm just looking at all these questions. and we're, 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 <laughs> um, We could push it off till next podcast. Just yeah, we could, we could push it for you. Yeah, that's true. That's it. World is our oyster. All right, let's do that. Let's do one more. One more. He's going to do one. Um, tape deck whips. <laughs> this is a good question, actually, too. Uh, wife says I can only keep one. E34 BMW M5 with 125,000 miles, which is quite low for that car, and a little rust. Or BMW E36 M3 with 53,000 miles and super clean. I have a few coupes in the stable and was hoping to mix things up with a sedan, which would be the M5, but now uh, having trouble letting go. Thanks. Love the show. 
Okay, and for more information, I click on his uh, little profile here, and it says 1985 Porsche 911, 1987 Mercedes 560 SL, 1995 BMW M3. So he's not talking about his only cars. Super DWA scene going on right now. Not to mention... It looks like this is exactly my uh, yeah. 95 E36 Sil- M3 yeah. with silver lightweight wheels, yeah. coupe. Um, yeah. Well, so the 53,000-mile M3 is very low miles. That's a, a collector car at this point. And do you want to drive the shit out of these? Are you going to keep it for a long time? Might be best to sell the M3 and get what you can out of it. Yeah, you might bring the most money. I think so. Um the M5 is pretty nice. A little rust scares the shit out of me, but uh, I guess I'd need more clarity on that. Um, I've never driven one. E34 M5? E34 M5. Arts style? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, really nice. Uh, pretty subtle, you know. It's a, no one really knows what it is, which yeah. some people love that and some people don't love that. Uh, I love the interiors. Fantastic. Maybe the best BMW interior. Um but as far as like driver's car and what car that I'd want to be in and and driving a lot, it's the M3 for me. Dude, I'm having a hard time picking here because on like I'm trying to think of which one I could uh, not feel guilty about driving hard. On one hand, you have an E34 M5 with 125,000 miles. So that's a temperamental motor with 125,000 miles. But Art says 50,000 more than that and drives fantastic. But you got to admit that that's like the second major service interval, right? And, I mean, that's starting to get up there where you could, you know, at Art's level, stuff has been replaced. At 120,000 mile, maybe that's right when parts need to be replaced, you know? That's a good point. So... I'm weighing that, but then on the other hand, you have the E36 M3 with 53,000 miles, in which case it's so low that you feel bad about putting any miles and on And miles it. you put on are devaluing the car. Like, significantly. Like, yeah. So where you are you going to find a 53,000-mile E36 M3? Say, you can drive it, but you're not going to be able to just flog it, it yeah. like across you know yeah. the state for no reason. And, and the thing is... And he has the, a Porsche 911 that's a coupe. Yeah, yeah. So that his E36 is a coupe as well. I say, yeah, and and also with the E36, like you could sell that for pretty good money right now with that low miles, and then you could get the exact same car for nothing with a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be the way to go. Because fifty three. Oh, actually, miles. stick so sell both and buy an E36 M3. Well, no, for but less I'm saying money. you can always get another E36 you can always M3. Get another one. Yeah, where that his car in that condition for ninety five is worth like. 15,000. 15, yeah. You know, give or take, depending on what, what's, you know, ownership history and all that, but uh, quite a bit of money. Yeah. I mean, equal to that M5 for sure. Probably more. Probably more with the rust. rust. Dude, I would, I would yeah. tend to go towards the M5 okay. for this one for keeping. Because he already has coupes and two doors and stuff. Um, Fix the rust. <clears throat> okay. I think that's a podcast. Sounds about right. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday edition. Adios, amigos. We'll see you Sunday. Sayonara. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Oh, happy yeah. Thursday edition. Go, go when you're sitting with your family, go on iTunes, rate and review the podcast. Tell all your family Tell members. Tell all your family Steal your family members' yeah, iPhones. Steal their phones, rate and review the podcast, and subscribe. And yeah. when your crazy uncle starts raving about Trump, go off into the car and listen to a podcast. Yep. 
Thursday edition. Or turn on uh, the TV and like do our YouTube playlist and just put that on. Hmm. Mighty Max Video, perhaps? Mighty Max Video would be a great go, one for the family the to Cowboys watch. Cowboys play. Don't they play on Thanksgiving? Warriors play. Golden State Warriors. Go Warriors. Okay. See you. Later. Scientists could do it. The scientists could do it. Scientists could they do it. They put deer in a wind tunnel and then <laughs> <laughs> um, they do it right alongside race car testing. God, I. Maybe okay. This is what we need to do. Get get one of those whistles. Put it on the end of a bat or a golf club, <laughs> whatever, and then sneak up behind a deer and then like just swing it next to him. So you know swing what I mean? No, that should work way before you're like a foot away. Dude, from he's him. not gonna let you get close. Yeah, is walking up with a bat with all these fucking chrome pieces on the end. Yeah, swinging it. Whistles, dude. That deer is not gonna let you get close. Mm-hmm.